What up, guys? Episode 50. I can't believe I'm already this far into the podcast. I'm so excited. I hope if you guys have been following this journey, you tell your friends, or if not, thank you for listening. The YouTube channel's coming really, really soon. I know I've been saying, but for real, it's coming real soon, guys. Remember to follow me on Punch in the Mouth, official on Instagram, and official underscore PITM on Twitter. Deuces, guys. I love you very much. Thank you for following. Again, hopefully, here's to 50 more episodes. Deuces. What up, everybody? We are here, episode number 50. Welcome back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. I'm Adrian, your host, as always. We are seeing the MMA landscape through my eyes. And oh my god, we got a show for you today. I know, I know I'm late. I had a lot of stuff going on this week. Hopefully you're listening to this on Thursday. If not, Friday. If you are listening to this on Friday... You got Bellator in the morning, and then you got PFL in the late afternoon to evening with the return of Kayla Harrison, Anthony Pettis, and Rory McDonald, and Ray Cooper the third. We'll get into that later, but make sure you check that out. And then in the morning, if it already passed, I'm pretty sure you can look up the results for Ryan Bader versus Czech Congo. In Paris, France. But let's get into it. Bob Fon versus Cheeto Vera. What a main event. What a main event. That main event was so crazy, bro. So Marlon Vera beats Rob Font. Andre Arlovsky beats Jay Culliner. Andres Berto Brito beats Andre Feely. That was a crazy one. That was a crazy fight. Grant Dawson beats Jared Gordon. Derek Elkins beats Tristan Colnelli. Jocko beats Gerald Mearshart. Alexander Romanov beats Chase Sherman. And Francisco Figueiredo beats Daniel Lacerita. That was also a crazy fight. Knee bars, Americanas, rear naked chokes, punches, split decision. Andre Arlovsky, man, he is. The only reason I can't call him the Tom Brady of the year is because he's old and he's still winning. But he's not winning championships like Tom was or like being close to them. But can he get there? I don't know because right now the heavyweight division is as stacked as ever. You got Tom Aspinall. And they they are also gonna we're also gonna get into Tom Aspinall later. Let's see who's at the top at the heavyweight rankings. 
It's funny because I can never remember off the top of my head who's on these rankings. Let's see here though. We got Stipe the champion, Cyril at one, Stipe at two, Tuivasa at three, Curtis at four, Derek Lewis at five, and Thomas Benoit at six. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. So, like, these six guys, along so seven with Francis and Gano the Predator. These seven guys, this is the best heavyweight division there is in all of MMA. I'm sorry, Bellator. I'm sorry, PFL. I love Bruno Capilosa as much as the next person. I'm sorry, 1FC. The UFC has the best heavyweight division in all of MMA. You can have a, a round robin with these seven guys. I'll say it again. Francis, Ciro, Stipe, Taitu Ibasa, Curtis, Derek, and Tom Aspinall, and let's not forget, there's a guy named Johnny Bones Jones looking around out there, saying he's going to go up to heavyweight, consensus, the greatest fighter to ever grace the UFC, I mean, that's the truth, right, like, as much as you want to say, oh, well, John Jones is a cheater, John Jones is this and that, has he lost? You could tell me, oh, well, the judges gave it to him, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. If we're going to go with that, Nick Diaz beat Carlos Condit. For those listening, and I always bring this up, I'm never going to let that go. So don't tell me to let it go, okay? So has John Jones lost? No? Okay, we're going to move on. Because that guy, for all the problems that he gives the UFC, for all of that, he is consensus the GOAT. The GOAT. And that's just facts. Like, don't give me, oh, well, he's the pop top for you. I don't care. I don't care because there's a history of guys popping hot in USADA. And yet they start losing. That has not happened to John Jones. So I have to continue giving him the respect of status of the great. I have to do it. And if he comes in and he wins this heavyweight belt, there is no denying him. There isn't. It doesn't matter if you like him or not. You cannot deny him. Because his body of work speaks for itself. Now what I don't want is for him to go, I want to go box. Don't do that. You're going to take away from your greatness. You're going to take away from your greatness. But yeah, I don't see Andre fighting. If he fights for the belt, if he can get through Tom Aspinall. And I think they fought right in Tom Speak the brakes off him. I love you, Andre. I'm just speaking facts. Francisco Figueiredo beats... This is Davidson's brother, by the way. And he also fights flyweight. So I wonder if as his brother goes up in the rankings, if he's eventually going to leave the division because he has flirted with the idea of going to 135. It might be a harsh, less harsh of a wake-up for him. I know 125 is hard on Davidson's body. This Juan Anderson guy, or I want, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. He's good, man. To take out Andre Feely the way he did, that's no easy task. And of course, Marlon Vera defeats Rob Font. I'm gonna tell you guys something. If Rob Font could have kept his composure without getting knocked down towards the end of almost rounds two through five, he would have won that fight. 
he would have won that fight because he was doing good in the beginning to mid of those rounds. The judges even gave him round one. But rounds two through five, Cheeto figured out what to do. And he knocked him down four times in that fight. And he was hurt badly. My only criticism towards Cheeto is that he wouldn't finish him. But Cheeto did explain afterwards, like, well, I, I didn't want to get caught with something I didn't see coming. Just because I had him hurt, I didn't want to go on records. I can respect that. If that's, that's where his mindset was at. Heck yeah, I respect that. And then there's this other thing that Rob could have been hurt because he did come in overweight. So I wonder if that led to him being hurt or something. So we see, man, taking nothing away from Cheeto. But what's next for these guys? Let's check out the rankings. Did these rankings change or did they not? Jessica Andrade is number five. Good on her. Good on her. So yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Jessica fight Mackenzie. Today's Tuesday, so let's see if these rankings change at all, because sometimes they don't change. They did change. So now Marlon Vera is number five, and Rob Fon is number seven. Okay, this is what you do. You have Rob Fon five, Marab Dishwashers, Willie, or Dominic Cruz. Those are crazy fights right there. And Pedro is... Rumored to fight Sean O'Malley. We're going to get into the leak later. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there was a supposed massive leak uh, for UFC upcoming fights, so we'll get into that later. It's going to be the end of the show. So, Rob should fight either Dominic or Marab. If I'm Marlon Vera, I'm... Shooting to fight Corey Sanhagen because Corey Sanhagen isn't booked. He recently lost to Jose Aldo or Jose Aldo. Is it Jose or Jose? It doesn't matter. Right? TJ is rumored to fight Sterling. Or if Vera is confident in himself. He pushes to fight Peter Young. You push for that fight. Because, for one, Peter already beat Jose. He's already beat Corey. TJ's going to fight Sterling. I don't think Peter wants to fight Jose. So, Lynn, are, you feel, are you feeling froggy? Are you, are you willing to fight Peter Young? Nice. That'd be a crazy fight. Five rounds. That's a crazy fight. Oh, I think Peter would beat him. I think Peter's the best 135 That's my personal opinion. You don't have to agree with me. I'm just telling you guys. I think right now Peter Yan is the best 135 pounder in the world. Any organization. Although, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If Rafael Stantz wins that tournament, that's a crazy fight right there. That's a crazy fight right there. But we should see. So Marlon, I would say go fight Corey. But if he's feeling froggy, Peter, let's fight. Or Petter, whatever his name is. Or whatever. For the for sake of argument, I'm going to start calling Petter Jan Peter Jan. But it's Petter. So if you tell him, like, Peter, let's fight. I'm pretty sure Peter would be like, all right, let's fight. 
Especially because he's on a good win streak, so if Peter could take away all that momentum, that'd be good. Okay, let's move on to this week. Remember I said Bellator 280. Ryan Bader will take on Czech Congo. Shoel Homero will take on Alex Pelosi. He was originally supposed to fight Marvin Manhoof, but for whatever reason, Alex took his place. It's going to be a light heavyweight fight. Lorenz Larkin is coming back. Remember, he used to be in the UFC. Pedro Cavallo is coming back. I cannot wait for this. And it's going to be in France. So I believe it's going to start early in the morning. I looked it up the other day. It said 8.30 a.m. for me. So on the East Coast, that would be 11.30 on Friday. Like I said, in the morning we got Bellator and then in in the afternoon to evening we got PFL. So Friday stack, man. Look, what do you guys think? Because I like watching everything or as much as I can, you know. I don't like the regional scene. I don't really get to watch it because Fight Pass is kind of expensive. And I don't know what other places have the regional scene. But, like, what, what is Bellator, PFL, and now one with the Amazon deal that they just made? They're going to, it's going to, they're going to break in. I feel this is the deal to help them break in. I feel that this is it. So, we'll see, man. We shall see. But I like to watch everything or as much as I can of everything. So, what do you guys think? Like, just because it's not UFC, you wouldn't waste your time because... A lot of people tell me that, but well, it's not UFC, so I don't really care because it's not the best fighting the best. So that's in the morning. So let's move on to PFL, and then we're going to talk about UFC 280. So PFL 3 is the return of women's lightweight champ, Kayla Harrison. Marina. She's fighting Marina. So Kayla's going to fight Marina. Ray Cooper's fighting Carlos Liel. Anthony Pettis fighting Miles Price. Brad Cooper is fighting Rory McDonald. Dang, that's a stacked main card. And then the co- the prelims is Magomed. Magomed Kirimanov. He's fighting Joseph Reno. Julia Butts fighting Granana Fabian. And then Larissa Pacheco is coming back. And so is Gleason Tebow, Abigail Montes, Vanessa Milo. Martina Jindarova. Helena Kolinsky. The, all these girls are fighting. Dude, this is a stacked card. I want to see Magomed, Magomed Kirmanov. That's the... And Julia Butt, I do want to see that one. So the first fight I have highlighted is Larissa Pacheco's fight. She's fighting Zam Zamzagul. I hope Zamzagul Fazalanova. Zamzagul Fazalanova. I hope I said that right. So I got that highlighted. I got Julia Bud versus Fabian highlighted. I got the whole main card highlighted. This is going to be a stacked card, bro. I'm ready. Again, this is going to be Kayla Harrison's last season in the PFL, meaning 
She signed a multi-year contract with them. But starting next year, actually starting this year with their championship night, they're going to pay-per-view. I think it's a mistake. But they're going to pay-per-view, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, if you've never seen Kayla Harrison fight, please check that out. You have to check that out. So that's Friday. So Bellator and PFL are on Friday. So now let's move on to UFC 274. Oliveira versus Gaethje. So this Saturday, Charles Oliveira will fight Justin Gaethje for the lightweight belt. Rose Namajunas will fight Carla Esparza in a rematch for the women's strawweight belt. Michael Chandler will fight Tony Ferguson in the people's main event. That's three rounds. Mauricio Shogun Hua will fight Open St. Prue. And then the pay-per-view opener is... Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. Brandon Royval is going to fight Machinel. Messi Chison is going to fight Norma Dumont. Randy Brown is going to fight Chaos Williams. Andre Fiore will fight Cameron Van Camp. Cannot wait for this card. Ariane Camelosi is going to fight Lupita Godinez. That's a crazy fight right there. Definitely gonna check that out. So let's start. I wanna start with let's start with the main card. Donald Cerrone versus Joe Loza. I feel like this is gonna be Donald Cerrone's last fight. Imagine he goes out with the win. Dang, that's crazy. I'm surprised Shogun is still fighting. And then you got Michael Chandler, Iron Mike Chandler. See you at the top. Versus Tony Ferguson, El Kukui. And this Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler fight, I'm torn, man. I love both these guys. Have I told you guys? I'm going to tell you the very first time I ever saw Michael Chandler fight. I'm pretty sure I've said this, but I'll say it again. The very first time I saw Michael Chandler fight... I want to say it was in 2010 because I think I seen all his Bellator fights. But if not, it was for sure in 2011 on my birthday. I've been watching that guy for nearly 10, for about 11 years. And I always thought because he went on this losing streak because he lost to Eddie Alvarez, then he lost to Will Brooks, and then he lost to Will Brooks again. And then he fights Derek Campos, David Rickles, Patricky Pitbull, Benson Henderson. He loses that weird fight to Brett Primus with his leg. And then he fights Goichi Yamauchi. He beats him. I was there for that fight. And then he beats Brandon Grits, and then he beats Brad Primus, and then he loses to Patricio Pitbull. And then for his last two fights in Bellator, he fights Sydney Outlaw. He knocked out Benson Henderson, and then he debuted in the UFC, where he knocks out Dan Hooker. And then he lost to Charles Oliveira, and then he loses to Justin. How long have I been watching Tony fight? Let's see. 
Tony Ferguson, the first time I watched him fight. So I've been watching both guys around the same time because I, what, the first time I watched Tony Ferguson was on The Ultimate Fighter and the other day was May 4th, 2011. But it's weird, man. I don't know if it's just that Tony, like, something happened in Tony because he loses. But these three guys are, they're cream of the crop, bro. He loses to Justin, the interim belt. He loses to Charles. We've seen what Charles has been doing. And then he loses to Benil Dariush. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I was able to talk to Tony's old team. I'm not going to get too much into what they told me. But I don't know. I don't know if it's that he feels that he knows best. And he just doesn't listen to anybody. I don't know. I hope. He's saying this training camp, he revamped everything. So we shall see. We shall see. I want Tony to succeed. I just wish it wasn't against Michael Chandler because I love Mike Chandler. And Mike Chandler is helping me prove that outside outside competition, just because they're not UFC homegrown, doesn't mean they suck. Because, yes, he's lost his last two fights. But, I mean, he was seconds away from being UFC champion. And he had a, if he had made better decisions in that, Justin Gaethje fight, I'm pretty sure he could have won that fight. But that's just me, man. So, let's go back. See the rest of the card. Carla Esparza versus Rose Namajunas. This this card, this fight, not this card, this fight is interesting, man. It's really interesting. Because I think everybody... Is riding off Carla and I'm like no don't do that because you saw how well Wei Li did against Rose in the wrestling in their last fight it was a split decision Carla's levels above that if she can get Rose in the clinch and take her to the floor she only needs to win 15 minutes of this fight she only needs to win 15 minutes of this fight and Carla's a live dog in this one and I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if Carla wins. That's not an official pick or anything. I'm just saying I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Carla wins. The main event, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Can I tell you guys something? Of all the ways I think this fight can go, I would give Justin. The only way I feel Justin wins is if he makes it a brawn. Catches Charles. I think everywhere else Charles beats him. I think in a technical aspect. I know in the jujitsu aspect. I know in the technique aspect. Like the only way I see Justin winning is if he catches Charles' leg early and just. If Charles just can't stand on his leg. But that's the thing too that if Charles can't stand on his leg, all he would have to do is pull guard. But then he runs the risk of. Not engaging with Justin, so and we have to watch out for that teeth kick from Charles. That's a good kick. The one he used against Dustin Poirier. So we shall see, man. We shall see. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Charles win by TKO. That's how I feel Justin is gonna win. I don't think this is gonna go all five rounds. That I don't think. But I don't see Justin winning by submission. 
That's him winning by KO slash TKO. I can see Charles winning by decision. I can see Charles winning by submission or by TKO KO. You know? But that's a crazy fight. Especially if he could create a scramble and get his back and choke him out. I feel that's going to be what he's going to try to do, but I don't know. Let's see what else I got on my notes. Okay, since we're on the subject, let's talk about if Tony Ferguson loses. I feel he gets cut from the UFC. I wouldn't want that, but I just feel that's where it's going to go. If he wins, if he wins. Oh, well, they kind of said, like, the winner, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, will probably fight Dustin Poirier. So we shall see. But, yeah, if Tony loses, I feel he's going to get cut from the UFC. Especially with the comments he made earlier. Let me see if I can go find it. Ooh, they just announced Cody Garbrandt's going to fight. Running Yahayan. Yahayan. I've seen that guy fight before. He's good. So, I guess Tony Ferguson at his media day. He made some comments about fighter pay. So you could go watch that on MMA Fighting's Instagram. I don't want to play because I don't want to get in trouble. But go check that out. And then he made... Because remember last year he made... Dana White privilege, and I guess people are still thinking that that's funny, and he had this to say. I don't think that stuff is funny, very funny. Everybody's looking at me. They're smiling, they're laughing at it, but nobody's saying anything. I'm a kid that's up here with Dana Brown privilege or whatever, the F you want to call it. I don't think it's very funny anymore. I don't think you guys should think that it's very funny. So I'm talking. I'm taking this weekend very effing serious. Seri Seriously, so I'll kick this Dana White <laughs> boy's ass. So what he's referring to is, remember he made Michael Chandler Dana White privilege. He said that after because supposedly Mike Chandler Doug Tony. Because apparently when Charles fought Tony, he originally was supposed to fight Michael Chandler. But Mike Chandler said that he had already a fight for January, which turned, out, which turned out to be Dan Hooker. So what happened is, that's where that's stemming from. And people just thought it was funny. And Tony doesn't find it funny anymore. So we shall see what happens with Tony if he loses this fight. It's going to be very interesting because the way he's talking... Doesn't look like he's losing, but. Uh, and then Chandler replied to that, saying, I'm sorry, Tony, but that Dana White privilege line might be the funniest thing that has ever been said on a microphone in the contents of mixed martial arts. He's right. I am his boss favorite fighter. <laughs> like, see, that's funny. I mean, like, I understand people. He's, like, for the sake of conversation, he's an outsider. Like, there's a comment saying, yeah, Mike, but 
can you win one fight in five years and walk into a title shot? Like, what are you talking about, bro? He's probably going to fight Dustin Poirier next if he wins. And I'm telling you, like, if he were to beat Tony and he gets his title shot, I wouldn't be surprised because, one, is if Charles wins, he was very close to beating Charles. And then, two, he had that fight of the night with Justin Gaethje. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so Cody Garbrandt is officially going to fight Rani Yahayan. That's a crazy fight right there, bro. What else we got? Oh, I know. So, I watched Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano this weekend. I had forgot about it. So, I, by the time I tuned in, they were already in the fifth round. And I didn't know this about women boxing, but they only go two 10-minute rounds. It's not three minutes like in boxing. So, people were saying that Amanda easily won the first three rounds and they gave her it all the way up to the fifth, but in the sixth she slowed down, which I did see, and then Katie picked it up. Ultimately, Katie Taylor ended up winning the fight. But they made history, man. They headlined the Garden. A lot of people are mad because they're saying, why is Jake Paul up there? But I'm going to tell you something. If it wasn't for him, that fight would have never been made because they tried to make that fight before. And... It wasn't being made. He was the X factor in the whole thing. You guys don't have to like him. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But you have to respect what he's done. He brings eyeballs. Is it annoying? Can he be annoying? Sure. But you can't deny that that guy brings eyeballs. Okay. So let me go back over here. The UFC has recently announced a few matchups. Ryan Barberina is going to fight Robbie Lawler? This is the first time I'm hearing of that. So. Okay. So. Tom Aspinall. First I want to say this. Oh. Oops. I want to say this. I think somebody in the UFC listens to this show. I think. Because they took my idea. They just swapped it. So first. Remember how I kept saying Taito Iwasa should fight Tom Aspinall in London? And Curtis Blade should fight Cyril in a made-up France card? Well, that made-up France card, isn't made, it's, it's a reality now. But I think the reason they did it this way, so I'm going to tell you guys. So, Macy Barber is going to fight Jessica I on July 2nd. Um, so, Cyril Gan will fight Taitui Basa in Paris, France on September the 3rd. And then Curtis Blaze will fight Tom Aspinall in London on July 23rd. Here's here's why I think they did it this way. Tom Aspinall and Taito Ibas are, are young guys. They'll fight eventually. But they're putting them up against these guys because these guys are a little bit older. And both Curtis Blades and Cyril have been to the top. So they want to test them. So that's why I think they did that. And then... It's also been announced Jack Hermanson will fight Darren Till on that London card. And a Kelvin Cater will fight Josh Emmett. 
for the main event Austin card. I don't know if I said this, but Kevin Holland will fight Tim Means on that Austin card as well. If you already knew that, I apologize. So I'm pretty sure Jack Hermanson and Darren Till will be the co-main event. And then here are some new fights that I don't know were happening. Brian Barberino is going to fight Robbie Lawler. And then a part of that leak, and I guess they're making it official. Pedro Munoz is going to fight Sean O'Malley on July 2nd. And Magomed Akilaya will fight Anthony Smith on July 30th at UFC 277. Thiago Santos is fighting Jamal Hill on August 6th. Where's Dominic Reyes? What happened? I mean, I know Yuri had his way with it. I guess he's just taking time off because that was a nasty knockout. Okay, I got two more things for you guys and I'll let you go. So I want to talk about the Colby case. So the headline reads, Judge orders George Masvidal to stay away from Colby Covington next court date set. George Masvidal has his next court date in the wake of his alleged attack on rival fighter and former friend and roommate Colby Covington. And while Covington's initial complaint in the police report in which he wasn't named mentioned a chipped tooth and damaged watch. Updated charges revealed Thursday named Covington as the victim outright and said he suffered a brain injury from alleged attack. Judge Zachary James of Florida set a court date of May 12th as the next court date. At which time it is possible a trial date could be set. Masvidal on Thursday retained the same not guilty plea for two counts against him as he previously had entered in written pleas following his arrest. Additionally, a stay-away order has been issued to Masvidal, who must keep 25 feet away from Covington and 500 a week feet away from Covington's residence. He is also not permitted to contact Covington directly or indirectly. The stay-away order was granted because Covington said he is in fear of Masvidal after the alleged attack. Masvidal did not appear in person with his legal counsel attorneys at the Richard E. Briston Justice Building. Instead, he was present virtually through the Zoom call as he was as was Covington. The, up the updated aggravated assault battery charge says Masvidal. On March 21st, committed aggravated battery on Covington by striking him against his will with a deadly weapon to witness hands or fist. And or did knowingly and intentionally causing great bodily harm to witness brain injury. Masvidal's legal team is expected to file motions asking for a medical checkup of Covington as well as inspection of his allegedly damaged Rolex ahead of further court proceedings. In March, Masvidal entered a written not guilty plea. Wait, I got lost. The single counts of aggravated battery resulting in great bodily harm and criminal mischief after an alleged physical altercation with Covington outside a restaurant on March 21st. Masvidal was arrested by Miami Beach Police and booked on March 23rd. He posted bond of 5000 and was released. Eight days ago, a continuance was granted at the request of state attorney and the first court proceeding was pushed to Thursday. According to police reports, the victim now officially known to be Covington 
in court documents as well as by name. In court by Judge James, fractured a tooth and suffered a wrist abrasion. He alleged Masvidal ran up on him from his left and punched him twice in the face outside Puppy's Steakhouse. If found guilty, Masvidal could face up to 15 years in prison and or a $10,000 fine for second degree felony aggravated battery with additional penalties possible for a criminal mischief charge. A first degree felony aggravated battery charge for allegedly concealing his identity could yield a prison sentence for up to 30 years. In his only public comments, Masvidal has referred to the alleged Leo Covington as a mutual combatant with another athlete. Dang. Now people are saying, oh, Colby saw because Colby knew what he was getting into. Yeah, probably, but it's still the law. He shouldn't. Masvidal knows better. Masvidal knows better. Like, do you think I like this? No. I mean, they fought within the parameters of the sport because he beat you and he kept talking smack. You're going to go and basically throw away what you worked so hard to get. He's even said it himself. He's like, I've made forever money as long as I'm not dumb with it. Like, those words have come out of Masvidal's mouth. But you go out and do this. I understand you don't like the guy, but why don't you try and get a rematch with him. And now he's trying to fight Gilbert Burns, but with this court pressing, I don't know if the UFC are willing to book him a fight without really knowing what's going on. But there's that. Now let's get into some fun stuff. So the other day, the other day there was a massive UFC leak. If you guys watch Dana's little Instagram series, if you don't know, now you know where he has the boards. So let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Ah, uh, don't tell me they took it down. And I just had it, but I refreshed the page. No, it's right here. It's right here. I got it. Got it. Got it. So if you follow, then if you don't know now, you know there's boards, and so there's boards that leaked for the July cards. And by the reports coming out, I think they're true. So for the July 2nd card, the rumored main event, according to these boards, are gonna is going to be Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier. The co-main event is going to be Hamza Chimaya versus Nathan Diaz. Sean Strickland will fight Alex Pereira. Lauren Murphy is going to fight Misha Tate. Pedro Munoz will fight Sean O'Malley. That's for the July 2nd card. The July 30th card, will, this is rumored, will be the return of John Jones. The co-main event is to be determined. Both combatants are to be determined. Derek Lewis will fight Pavlovich. Mago Merakilai will fight Anthony Smith. I want to go back to the July 2nd card, though, because if this is real, because remember, they originally gave Nate Diaz Hamza Chimaev 
but he said no thanks because that guy's new. But maybe just because he beat Gilbert, he's like, okay, now I'll fight him. It, this is truly going to be my last fight. I'm either going to go out fighting a top guy, or if I beat him, I'll be like, look, Dana, I beat up your boy. And I'm out of here. And another one is Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. That um, that fight excites me. I mean, that July 2nd card is stacked. I mean, if Pedro Munoz and Sean O'Malley are the pay-per-view opener, I'm ready. If Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate are part of it, I'm ready. If Sean... No, they are a part of it because I've already seen it. They are. And then if Nathan Diaz and... Hamza Chimav, although, what is this square by their name? Oh, that's like a potential, I don't know. We shall see, we shall see. That's crazy. Imagine Nate Diaz versus Hamza Tremaib. That's going to get a bigger pop than the main event. And they're going to want it to be five rounds. Both guys are crazy, man. But that's all I got for you guys. Remember, follow me on Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram and under Official underscore PITM on Twitter. All right, douches, guys. The YouTube channel is coming. I officially finished my animation button. I'm going to start recording really, really soon. All right, later, guys. Deuces.